Hey everybody, welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff and Kelly. Did that? <laughs> sorry, mm. did that sound? That sounded like it was like the beginning of a commercial and not the actual. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to. Yeah, I fed off your energy and went all retail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what it felt like. I was answering a telephone <laughs> at work. Like, hey everybody, welcome to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. How can I help? <laughs> what can I do for you? Uh, but uh, either way, welcome to Popcorn for Dinner. This is uh, Jeff. <laughs> this is Kelly. Uh, today we are going to talk about a little movie. I I told myself I was going to look it up and I still didn't. <laughs> I believe it was uh, 1996. I know I can, you know, in the midst of the show, but at the same yeah. time, it's just like it popped into my head like, you didn't even look it up, you idiot. <laughs> uh, I believe it was 1996. Directed by Penelope Spheris, I believe it is. Uh, she did Wayne's World. Okay. The beginning of the movie looks like Wayne's World is starting with that like Paramount logo mm -hmm. and those like blocky white letters of like Paramount Pictures presents. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for like, hey, Aurora. <laughs> but it's not. Nope. It's not Wayne's World. Uh, and it's not, it's not even Tommy Boy. <laughs> nope. It is Black Sheep, the second... Chris Farley, David Spade, uh, combo movie. And I believe they had like a deal where they were, you know, like, mm -hmm. where it's like, you guys can make a couple movies for us. So this was the second one. Yeah. There's Tommy Boy and then Black Sheep, which not as many people uh, like for certain. I know a lot, a lot, a lot Certain fewer reasons people. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll mention. explain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, and it also just, I feel like it's a much lesser scene movie. Mm -hmm. Or even like heard about, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, you saw Tommy Boy." Like, "Oh yeah, Tommy Boy." It's like, "Oh, what about Black Sheep?" And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. It's like, "Oh, um, there was another one." <laughs> I learned about Black Sheep when Blockbuster was closing, uh huh, and they had like little cardboard movie covers, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they were selling them for like twenty for like a buck. Yeah. So. I picked out a bunch of them, and Black Sheep happened to be one that I grabbed because I was like, oh, I like Chris Farley. All right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I hadn't seen it. I just knew that it existed. Had yeah. no idea what it was about. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's sort of, that's one of the big things that I noticed while I was watching it is how just sort of meandering it is mm -hmm. in terms of like, like, Tommy Boy has such a very specific plot. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you have to go on this sales trip. And you have to sell a half a million brake pads or the company is getting sold to the bank and blah, 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 blah. But there's a very specific thing that you're doing mm -hmm. or that the characters are doing, obviously. Not right. You. It's not <laughs> yeah. first person. <laughs> there's a journey that you're on. Yeah. Like, but there's like a specific thing leading you from one scene to the next scene to the next scene. It's like, right. all right, they got to travel to this town. There's a plot going on with uh, Rob Lowe and all that that they mm -hmm. cut back to every once in a while. You know, the home life uh, versus them on the road and everything. But like, there's something pulling Right. These characters to do the things that are like for, to get them in these scenarios. Yeah, there's a driving force to to the plot. Exactly. And it never really feels like they detour too hard. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, even the scenes where it's not specifically about selling brake pads. Yeah. It still makes it, you know, it's like them in the motel room mm -hmm. talking and fat guy in a little coat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like it, everything or stopping at a diner or the hood flying up because yeah. the thing, you know, <laughs> it, it, every, everything kind of has 
like it, it, it serves the story. Mm-hmm. And with Black Sheep, it's like for anybody who hasn't seen it, Black Sheep essentially is uh, Chris Farley plays Mike Donnelly, who is the brother of Al Donnelly, who is running for governor of Washington, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Now, for one, right off the bat, zero chance these guys are brothers. Yeah. Hundred thousand percent. There's no way these two came from the <laughs> same gene pool. Unless they're like half brothers. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's that's what I sort of just put in my head because I could mm-hmm. not believe it for real. You know, yeah. I was like, uh, Farley's probably adopted or something. I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> there had to be something going on there because uh, they were not related at all. Um, but he is basically the like bumbling but super enthusiastic brother of this candidate, mm-hmm. Al Donnelly. Like, he's super on board. He wants to do everything he can to help. He's just an obnoxious, like, <laughs> oaf yeah. who always finds a way to ruin it. Which, like, on paper, is a perfectly suitable Chris Farley movie. Yeah. Like, that sound, like, that yeah. is just like, okay, yeah, all right. And then it just, like, it just stalls out so hard. Like, it, it doesn't even get started really they just like shove them off into the woods Mm -hmm. and a bunch of shit happens out in the woods that doesn't matter at all and none of the you know it's it's like why do they have to go to the woods like just to put them in situations where they can get attacked by a bat Mm -hmm. or jump in a lake or fall down a hill or you know a giant rock runs into their cabin (laughs) you know it, it it seemed like they I, I couldn't tell which movie they were tr- they really wanted to make. Like, did they want to make the Chris Farley and David Spade roughing it out in the mm-hmm. woods movie? Or yeah. did they want to make this, like, political – I mean, not that it's, like, super political, but, like, this, yeah. you know, politics kind of plot line story. And they were just like, ah, fuck it. Throw them together. And it's just like, mm, Yeah, it eh. d- didn't really work as great as you hoped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did have a uh, question – Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Busey, right? Yes. Okay. Gary Busey is in this movie. Yes. For anyone who, again, who has not seen <laughs> the movie, and he is at his Gary Buseyist. Like this is a role <laughs> that is specifically written for Gary Busey. I would be incredibly surprised to find out that it was not that, like, yeah. he was not who they had in mind. Or if that's not the case, then this character is only as crazy as he is because. He He took the role, yeah, yeah. because he was in it, and he's like, I'm just going to start fucking doing shit, and they're like, okay, do it. Yeah, (laughs) character was probably way tamer in the the script, and then he came in and buceyed it up. (laughs) Another one of my notes was another question, (laughs) and this one has more to do with movie physics. Okay. Which I know, Chris Farley (laughs) movie, I shouldn't question the physics. Okay, like, beginning of the movie, Chris Farley is being dragged by a car. Because his tie gets stuck. Right, right. What was sparking? No, yeah, that's under just, his body. That's that's a huge thing <laughs> in this movie that that I think uh, detracts from it is that it gets like l- literally cartoony. Yeah, or it's like he's being dragged by his tie uh, behind a car, so sparks are flying out. Yeah, yeah, like like that, and then later when he's yelling at the dude at the at the concert, and the steam comes out of his ears. Yes, and it was like, man, this like, just does why? not. It's I I can't honestly think of anything from from Tommy Boy that that like comes that close to where they like legitimately use like a cartoon yeah joke, and it's like mm, no, yeah. uh. Uh-uh. Does not work. No, it's, thank you. It's so bad. There's like four or five genuine laughs in this movie. 
Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's just not enough. Yeah. Especially when you have those two guys where it's right. like, come on. It could have been so much better. Um, something that I did like, um, I, I liked the fact that like, cause the, the whole plot of the movie, there's this, uh, there's the incumbent governor mm-hmm. who she is like super underhanded and she's trying her best to, to like wreck the campaign yeah. for, for Donnelly. Uh, but Chris Farley's doing a good enough job himself by causing <laughs> a whole bunch of ruckus and, you know, bad press and shit for his brother. Yeah. And so they send him off to the woods with David Spade as his like babysitter to yeah. keep him like out of the spotlight. And yet he continues to find ways to embarrass the campaign and all that yeah. stuff. Um, something that I did like that they didn't like take any super cheap shots one way or the other. Um, at least that I, I didn't really notice. It didn't feel like either of the candidates, the the, the governor or mm-hmm. Donnelly, had a specific political affiliation. It wasn't like she's the Democrat and he's the Republican or vice versa. Yeah, they never really went on their into their like politics too much. Yeah, and I was like, I think that's good because this movie does did not need like that extra yeah. <laughs> layer of like other shit going on. And mm-hmm. like jokes in, in that manner. It's like, you're not writing enough jokes for Farley as it is. Yeah. Don't fucking start writing hammy political <laughs> jokes all over the place as well. Yeah. Like. Why didn't they plan for the direction the tree was falling? Like, I know it was supposed to when she had the axe. Oh, oh, at the. At the. The ceremony or whatever. For the lumberjacks mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. She chops at the tree and it falls on the like craft table. <laughs> yeah. I, They're it, lumberjacks. It like I know, I know. She said like it was supposed to go down on the first swing. Yeah. Like that, that still doesn't change the direction that the tree fell. Like why wasn't there a rope guiding that? Like that's their lumberjacks. <laughs> they should know this. You you have a guiding rope yeah, so that entire. it so that it falls, especially because it's a smaller tree. Like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. An entire like camp of lumberjacks saw nothing yeah. wrong with the, the yeah. tree line being directly <laughs> in the in the path. Of the food table or whatever yeah. the hell it was. Yeah. I mean, that's that is sort of a big thing, is that it's like the movie clearly shows how much she sucks as a candidate. Yeah. It's like she goes to this thing, she fucks up the tree thing, she clearly doesn't care mm-hmm. about like any of the people that she's talking to, and Al Donnelly, you know, looks real genuine and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's like, well, fuck, his 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 uh campaign advisor is just as shady as hers. Yeah. So it's like really in the end. Is there any difference between these two? <laughs> um, I re- I realized just like looking at my looking at the notes that I wrote, how many of them are basically just like being disappointed <laughs> with how yeah. just like unfunny it is as it goes. Like e- even even moments when it's Farley and Spade together, there's really nothing. They never they don't like bond. There's no fun chemistry between them. It's just like them both being idiots in that cabin yeah. for like. Way too much of that movie. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, like the, again with the lack with, of plot. Like and with how short the movie is. Yeah, it's eighty-eight minutes, and like eighty of them are spent in that cabin. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it, it, it really does boil down to like nothing fucking happens. This plot is so mm-hmm. like there mm-hmm. is like a plot happening with the with the the governor. And she has some people, she has some people fucking burn down a rec center to yeah. frame Mike for burning it down, like as a, as a, as revenge for getting fired. And like, that's her plan to derail mm-hmm. Al's 
campaign is by having his brother be an arsonist. But like they just leave like the, the, yeah. the fire happens. Their buddy cop shows up and yeah. he's like, guys, just leave. And it's like wh- he saw people like and you're a cop who will believe him. So yeah. you should use that to get someone to look for these people. Like yeah. everybody would vouch for this guy. He clearly loved that rec center. Yeah, that like, was his life. Exactly. Like, like and and as as crazy and out there as any of his crimes have been, or his mm-hmm. like m- his, his misdeeds. Yeah, the, the things that he's done, it's all been out of like boyish enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, and like and trying to do the right thing, but fucking it up. Yeah. He's never been malicious. You literally just like go to any of the any of the like parents of the kids that he's like playing football with. Yeah. Be like, what do you think about that guy? And be like, oh no, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. The people who fucking work there, I'm sure they love him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The only reason he got fired is because they like pulled some strings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause that, that's well, sort of, well, they, cause he, he does the thing with the kids that he's like pretty smoking pot with them and mm-hmm. everything. And they get the pictures and that goes <laughs> viral. 1996 <Yeah>. viral. Um, <laughs> it was but, all over the newspapers. Yeah. But I, I specifically remember the, the governor talking about, some, some I forget the exact thing, but she mentioned something. And then the very next scene is Farley saying that, like, it came from the top that I was fired. And I'm pretty sure she set it up. Like oh, she got yeah. him fired. That's why she knew to put those guys there to light that fire because she knew he was taking his shit because she got him fired. Gotcha. So it's like that's yes. her plan is to get him fired from a place where everyone is going to vouch for him later. Yeah. And be like, there's no way he would do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And frame him for it, and they just bail and leave and go to a cabin for so long with just nothing yeah. happening. Like, oh, Farley fell down a hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a bat in the fucking thing. Oh, mm-hmm. a boulder runs into it. Like, there's yeah. little moments in all of these things that are funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I do love, like, the fact that Farley just, like, swipes at the bat and he to say that he, like, touched it. That's yeah. such a Chris Farley moment of, like, yeah, I touched it. Like, you didn't <laughs> like what like that was good you or uh or his freak out on on spade when they're playing checkers the whole like <laughs> it's pretty easy to win when you never move your back row ever like that's that's a great just like farley freak out moment of like <laughs> he just loses it like that's good but the whole you know cabin getting hit with a giant boulder <laughs> and the putting in the pants joke when the fridge falls into him. And yeah. speaking of the rec center, um, I think one of the biggest things about this movie that really like, it bummed me out a little bit. <laughs> um, that moment when Farley gets the, like the call that he's fired yeah, from the rec center. And then Mike and Steve are talking about it. And like Farley is acting his ass off yeah he is oh my god like his i i it was it was really really eye-opening where it's like i watched that movie as a kid mostly i can't even really remember the last Mm -hmm. time i watched the whole thing through so when when watching it it was really just for like the goofy silly bits (laughs) you know and i never really paid too much attention yeah exactly and watching it now i was like fuck dude farley is selling this so well yeah about how much that rec center meant to him and how just like destroyed he is that he got fired. And there's that moment. And then there's that moment later uh, when they're watching the debates mm-hmm. in uh, in Drake Savage's <laughs> yes. fucking school bus. Out school bus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's watching his brother say something along the lines of like, but I love my brother, Mike, and I'm proud of him. And 
you know, and it cuts back to Farley and you could see the tears forming in his eyes and how like happy he is about that. And fucking it like it was so legitimate that all it could make me all it made me think was like, I am really fucking bummed that we got the Mike Myers Shrek and not the Chris Farley Shrek. Because I know they released like a little bit of his Mm -hmm. like recorded dialogue for it. And it was a, it was much much different. He wasn't some like oh big Irish whatever. Yeah. Well, Hi. Scottish whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, he was he was much more subdued, and he kind of it seemed like it was supposed to be a younger Shrek and not like an angry middle aged Shrek. <laughs> you know, but he was like oh man, like he kind of had that higher timber to his voice, and you know, it, it was a really like emotional scene that they had him do that line for. Yeah. And I was like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, that was okay. But watching. Watching this again and having it be something where it's like it's a finished product. Like here's the scene that he did in Black Sheep for mm-hmm. this. And you know, I'm sure they did a bunch of takes and he did a lot of rehearsals and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so to watch him like really get into his element and act that out, I was like, fuck, that would have been amazing. I would have loved to have seen that Shrek. Mm-hmm. Like I know the Internet fucking loves it and everything. But <laughs> in the end, it's like it's fine. Yeah, it does what it does, but it's not some monumental achievement, at least in my opinion. It's not the funniest <laughs> fucking thing on the planet. It's not the greatest. Yeah, the first animated the first movie one's ever. the best. Yeah, I stopped watching after. I watched two. I don't yeah. think I watched it anymore. I watched two, and then yeah, I didn't see anything else. Yeah, but it. it but yeah, they're fine. Yeah. But yeah, that it just made me think. I I, I really wish I could have seen mm-hmm. Chris Farley Shrek. Would have been some. I will say um, the the one line that has always stuck with me. I don't even care if you laughed at it or not. <laughs> like is when they're uh, pulling up that bucket from the well, and then it like comes up and it's full of snakes, <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh my god!" They take off running, and one of the lines that Farley says as they're like running off into the distance is, "One looked at me." <laughs> like, that's the fucking funniest it's the funniest thing to be terrified of like the snake like like oh my god (laughs) making eye contact with a snake like that being the scariest thing to him is so funny to me oh i had to write that down chris farley on stage at rock the vote highlight of the movie best part easy i i wrote later that there is a second highlight but that i literally wrote that down i wrote uh, Farley getting stoned with the Rasta guys is the highlight. Like that whole sequence, <laughs> him in there getting mm-hmm. getting blazed with them. That whole giant tray of chicken wings devoured <laughs> in front of him. That he's just oh man, and then you like that. Okay, sorry. That is basically right after that. I wrote a very specific note that kind of just explains like why so much of this movie doesn't work and why mm-hmm. that totally works. Farley alone in the woods, not very funny. Farley in front of a crowd, very funny. Put him in front of people. Why are mm-hmm. you isolating him with him with just him and Spade with no one for them to bounce off of? Like that's half yeah. the fun. And I know that Spade isn't even there for that. Yeah. But there's but, enough other people there to kind yeah. of work it out. <laughs> it's it's a pretty classic just like miscommunication of mm-hmm. who he is just to get him on that stage. It's like yeah. I don't even care because the end result is such gold. <laughs> like, get him on that stage any way you can, movie. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just being like, no, man, he's not the governor. He's running for governor. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking just, just like, like dragging like, him out there. Everybody stone? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the implication. <laughs> um, but, yeah, him just piecing together, like, 
buzzwords and stuff mm-hmm. into his speech because he has nothing and he just, yeah. he's just feeding <laughs> off the energy of the crowd. Just pulling random phrases that Dude, he knows. That, I've, I've, it, it has always, it's been stuck in my head for like my whole life because that scene is so damn funny. Like that, that truly is the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. But that one moment when he does the like, that is one small step for man, one giant. I have a dream. <laughs> he doesn't even finish the thought. He just he moves on to the next one because he can't remember how it ends. Like, it's so funny. And just like belly sliding. Yeah. And doing like air guitar shit. And just and everyone just like loving it. Yeah. And then like that alone would have been pretty funny if even if it, they eventually just like ended that scene with like someone just being like, hey, you're not Al Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And him getting like chased off stage. But the actual like button on that yeah. scene is so <laughs> perfect that it like that moment really does rival most sequences like from from Tommy Boy, where yeah. it's like in terms of just building and building and then hitting that last line so well, fucking <laughs> just like looking over to the Rasta guys and I'm just like, yeah, dude. All right. Yeah. And he's just like, I got you. He like points at them like, oh, I'll tell him that thing we said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what we talked about. Yeah. And like the line itself is killer enough. Just kill Whitey. And the whole crowd going silent. <laughs> but the real button is the cut back to the Rasta guys all going, oh. no. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, what a scene. That oh. That is like. That is worth the price of admission. Like sitting down and watching the whole movie as much as it doesn't necessarily hit a lot of highs. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that is the tippy top. (laughs) But the the second one, the second highlight that I wrote down, because this is also like this is the other moment that always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Like There are plenty of other things where I was like, oh, yeah. And then this little gag and oh, yeah, this and that. But the one that always got me was them getting accidentally stoned in the cop car. Uh, with the NOS <laughs> like the the scene the scene between them as they're just like being high mm-hmm. like maps so heavy it's got all these robes on it and they can't say the word roads yeah and they're like oh, that's a freaky word man like that's funny and all yeah but it's the cop pulling them over the whole thing is pretty funny especially that he tells Spade to get in the back seat yeah while he's walking up yeah. like he's literally crawling into the back seat as the officer approaches the the Mm -hmm. window so it's like okay like yeah you are not getting away with this but like the movie just kind of playing it like oh we'll see maybe he'll talk his way out of it yeah uh and there's fucking jack mehoff when he gives him that name (laughs) and then he turns it like gives spade the look like jack Mehoff, you get it like dude you're blowing it (laughs) um and then the reveal that they were going seven miles an hour (laughs) and pulled over onto the media oh man that whole thing is so good and then as we were watching it, I kind of had forgotten what what like transpired afterwards because again, this movie doesn't really have a <laughs> mm-hmm. have a, a lot of uh, memorable like oh yeah, and then this part. Of, but when the cop started walking away, when he was like, "Could you please get him through this state faster than seven miles an hour?" and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay," and he like walks back to his motorcycle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, even in a ridiculous cartoon movie world like this. 
what kind of fucking idiot just lets them go? Like there is yeah. nothing about this scenario that adds up and you're just going to let them. And then sirens go off and they're getting chased by the cops. I was like, Oh, thank God movie. <laughs> I really had no faith in you that you were going to like actually take the, the, like the realistic moment of like, yeah, there's, there's no talking your way out of this scenario. Yeah. Like you are clearly guilty of multiple things. Yeah, tons of stuff. So I was glad that that happened, but that whole, I mean, them getting that cop car from his buddy to go to mm-hmm. Seattle or whatever the fuck was going on, like to, to the governor's to go mansion to, or something. Yeah. The the whole cop car borrowing seems like a bad idea in a billion different ways. Mm, yes. Like under no, like if you would pause the movie right when they like figured out that voter fraud stuff, which mm. how the fuck are they the only ones who noticed the voter number discrepancy? Yeah. Because it's not even that much. Like, it's not like there's, like, you know, so many million people voting mm-hmm. in each of these places that it's hard to, like, see yeah. see that there's a, a big difference when you're adding them all up or something. Yeah, it's such a minuscule number. Like, the, the county having, like, 15... Yeah, they had 100. 1,500 people and 1,800 people voted. Yeah. And it's like, that is not something that people would just be like, mm, sounds right. <laughs> like, yeah. They would be, someone along the way would be like, this seems odd. So it's like either this conspiracy goes way higher than just the governor or maybe not necessarily higher, but is more widespread than just mm-hmm. like trying to fuck with Al Donnelly. Mm-hmm. You know, like if she's like paying people off to count wrong or this, or you know what I mean? Yeah. However, they implemented this voter fraud. Um, but yeah, it was ridiculous that Chris Farley is the one that figures it out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I get it. They spent some time in Garfield County earlier in the movie, but wasn't he a little busy falling down hills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And almost Stapling getting blown up by Drake Staffage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stapling his thumb to a tree. Like, it, it, it's, it was just ridiculous that they were the ones who figured it out. But if you would pause the movie right then, after they had, like, figured that out, like, we got to get to Seattle, and mm-hmm. been like, what happens next? I'd have been like, um, because you know they try to start their car mm-hmm. and it doesn't work, which is a good gag. Just the like the fact that it dies. Nothing can stop all us now. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that it dies all the way down, you know, yeah, like totally dead, nothing happening. Um, but you know, even if you had paused it there, I'd be like, what do they do? It's like I would have, I would have thought like steal a Lamborghini. Or, like, uh, hijack a plane before I would ever think, like, oh, yeah, his cop buddy will just lend him his cruiser. Yeah. To like, specifically to speed, like, mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's fast. Yeah. Like, and it's just like uh, later in the movie, I mean, you know, they get into that car cop chase mm-hmm. later and they use the NOS to get away from him, but it was like, they they got him fired at the least. Yeah. Like their good buddy back home. Or not even there. I don't even think he knows David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's good buddy back home is probably going to jail <laughs> for doing that. On top of Mike going to jail by the end of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Holy fucking Christ. Literally. <laughs> I just wrote Mike's cop gun stealing hostage plan to get to the stage is fucking lunacy. Like, yeah, way more than any other goop, like even more than Tommy Boy, and where like, it's like he puts the road flares and it looks like a bomb. And it's like a bomb scare is pretty serious. Like, yeah, but Tommy literally pulled a gun out of a cop's holster. 
Like it is, or yeah. not Tommy, Mike. Mike. Mike pulled a gun out of a cop's holster and turned it on David Spade yeah. right in the middle of like the governor winning the election. Like this is yeah. a huge, it's not like you're just on a street corner. It is yeah, like they eventually. a broadcast event. <laughs> yeah, broad daylight. <laughs> Everyone looking at you because you're already causing a scene. Yeah. And then you steal. You fell off a, an antenna. <laughs> yeah. So which, you. St- again, movie physics. That yeah. He would have broken that like immediately. Yeah. There's no. It, it didn't make any sense. But gun stealing <laughs> continues. Yes. Steals the gun. Um, Like for one, he would have just been shot immediately by one of the other cops standing. There. Oh, absolutely. Like, it wouldn't have even been a thing. Like, I've, yeah, there's a crowd there and all that kind of stuff. But it's like he's right there. Mm-hmm. He's not a small target. <laughs> and the, he just he stole the gun. He would have at the very least been tased. Yeah, somebody would have done something to him like right there. It, that That's lunacy that he did that. Yeah. And also just like it was not imperative that he go on that stage in order to expose the governor. Yeah. There's he, TV he, cameras everywhere. Yeah, but not just that. But it's like he could have just taken the fucking evidence to some. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he just could have turned in that evidence of voter fraud Mm -hmm. and then gotten the whole thing nullified or whatever, however the fucking process is, you know, a recount. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. I would assume a reelection who fucking knows (laughs) whatever it would be like that would get done without him needing to go up on stage and tell everyone about it. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary. I mean, I get like by this point of the movie, he's figured out that she's the one that like set him up. Essentially, because uh-huh. he, you know, the he sees who the two, the fire and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so I get like wanting to get back at her and yeah. like make it a public display. Oh yeah, he he definitely but, wanted to just like embarrass her. Yeah, but I completely agree. You don't <laughs> okay, <sighs> felony taking a cop's gun. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also you will be shot. Yeah. Like the only reason that he doesn't get taken out by the sniper, which again is just like a fucking insane thing when you yeah. when you like just look at like the beginning of the movie and what like the process and the and the and the like story as little as there is has been so far <laughs> of this like bumbling fool gonna ruin the election. And it's like, oh yeah, and in the climax of the movie, in the big ending sequence, he has a gun trained on his head by a sniper. Like, what? Why? Yep. Like, what happens over this movie that causes that? And it's like, well, not all that much, really, until the very end when he, mm-hmm. when they steal, not even steal, but they take a cop's car, yeah. and then he takes a cop's gun. Like, it just, it escalates so high for such a, like, low stakes thing of, like, <laughs> I need to get to that stage. Like, yeah, but really, you don't. Yeah. So if the choice is, like, okay, I can get on that stage if... I steal a cop's gun <laughs> and 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 like get sniper sights trained on me. Like maybe just don't go for the stage. Maybe just go the easy way. Yeah. <laughs> like they could have found a different way to get him on that stage. Like as writers of the movie, mm-hmm. but they were like, no, it's got to be like it's got to be up there. It's got to be like whoa. And yeah. it's like that's a little too whoa. Yeah. Of like tone tone down the whoa just a little bit. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's so fucking insane. How that movie comes to a close like that. And the fact that I wrote, okay, there's one note in here that I wrote in all caps because it was like, <laughs> it, it just dawned on me. Um, so earlier in the movie, uh, David Spade runs afoul of Gary Busey's character, Drake Savage, who's this like <laughs> former veteran, clearly gone like crazy. Yeah. And he's just like this, this, you know, 
he'll fucking shoot you for being on his property kind of guy. And he apparently lives in a school bus out in the middle of the woods with landmines. Yeah, surrounded by landmines. Surrounded by landmines. Like fucking insanity. They have run afoul of him a couple of times in the movie. Uh, But then Chris Farley like tackles him. And he's like, you have impressed me. You are my friend now. Yeah. And uh, the note <laughs> note I wrote about that, because it's it's so insane that he just goes like, he's just like, okay, we're cool now. Let's go watch TV together. Mm-hmm. And then later they can call on him for a favor they need. Like, it's going to be great, Mr. Savage. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And I wrote down, I was like, the good thing about writing characters that are insane is that you can have them do whatever you want them to, whenever you want, for whatever reason. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> so the fact that he's so completely nuts, it's like, it works yeah. because of the fact that the character is so out there and unpredictable <laughs> that it's like, I'd believe he'd do anything at this point. Yeah. I really do. Just just based on his whole uh, demeanor. Yeah, really. It's like, they could have, it, it could have been like, we need to, we need to get to Seattle and our car won't start. Let's call up Drake Savage. And he comes in screaming with a jet like i would have believed it yeah it's like oh yeah makes sense exactly (laughs) like no yeah i totally get that he probably stole it too he'll probably say like probably in the woods they just didn't (laughs) yeah they just didn't they didn't catch that they they didn't get to that clearing yeah (laughs) um so it's like they call him to come and like make an appearance yeah at the like the ceremony where where mike is gonna like reveal the voter fraud and shit Mm mm-hmm and so he shows up. He has a rocket launcher. Yeah, because why not? <laughs> and he he saves Mike's life because he uses a little mirror to blind the sniper who's about to shoot him. Yeah, you know, like it's it's complete insanity. But Busey shows up, and the only reason that he like is up on stage with him, it seems like, because he mentions briefly, he's like. Uh, well, okay. The reason they figure out the voter fraud essentially is that they recognize his his, his dad and grandfather in the voter registration as mm-hmm. voting for Governor Tracy, mm-hmm. um, and they know that they're dead. So they're like, "Oh fuck! This, there's clearly been some fuck ups here. You know, they they did something with it." Yeah. And it seems like that's his only reason for being there mm-hmm. is just to confirm that because they could have just said that they could have been like, "There's a lot of people on this voter registry that are dead." Yeah. You know, like look into it, blah, blah, blah. But to have him there, I guess, makes it credible, even though he's fucking insane. But <laughs> he's standing there with a rocket yeah, launcher like, pointed <laughs> at the audience. Yeah. Like, but before they before he like gets to that, before he gets to the meat of it of like and Drake Savage Senior or whatever the fuck their names were, <laughs> you know, before he gets to that, I was like, I wrote in all caps. Was Savage only there to threaten everyone with a rocket launcher? <laughs> like, that made it seem like that was part of the plan. It's yeah. like, okay, so Mike's going to steal the gun, put it on Steve, drag him on stage. Savage shows up. You hold everyone at bay with the rocket launcher, and then we will reveal this voter <laughs> fraud. Like, that is that is the plan. Lawless. Yeah, that is the plan for, like, trying to get the nuclear football back from the terrorists. Not <laughs> the, like, and also some voter, a little light voter fraud happened as well. Well, we need a rocket launcher for that. Totally insane. It, yeah. it ramps it up so it feels so out of place. Yeah, it's unnecessarily goofy. And then uh, uh, the triumphant music swells as Farley writhes on top of Governor Tracy as if he's fucking her. Mm. Good mm. Lord. That is my full note, even with the good Lord. Like, <laughs> I was just watching it like, I get that it's technically a payoff. From that line in the speech Mm, when he's like, Governor Tracy's been screwing us and now I'm going to screw her. Like, that's good enough. 
There yeah. you go. Like slip of the tongue, weird Freudian thing. Yeah. Plenty good as a joke. Him literally like falling on top of her and then like pulling the camera back as it looks like he's like banging her is just so much. tasteless in Again, a way that's just like dial it back a little. It's just I mean, it's it's unnecessary. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's like you 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 should have wrote better jokes movie. Yeah. <laughs> like these things that are just they're just not funny enough. And the things that are funny are too far between from them happening where it's like, oh, this part was kind of funny. And then another half hour lull. And then the next part, though, was funny. (laughs) One of my notes here was so many blunders could have been avoided if someone would have just helped Chris Farley. (laughs) <laughs> like stuck in the voter booth thing oh like, yeah two people just hold it still so we can shimmy out seriously problem solved <laughs> everyone just like, watches him bumble about yeah. like oh geez and then they're mad at the end like you idiot like it could have been avoided a little bit even with the the whole podium thing like why didn't someone come and lift the podium <laughs> just all those people out. standing they're there standing there looking at like, them yeah. just move the podium you idiots yeah like one like, way or another no one reacted to it <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah as it turns out um it's not a very good movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. like i i would I have like two random things that i'm just going to that we'll end with Okay. Like, because they didn't really fit in anywhere we were talking. One, I, th- I think Spade's best moment, quite possibly, uh, and I've always loved this line, is that, are you or are you not the black angel of death? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking yes. it so seriously, that, too. Um, that that got an actual laugh from me yeah, that's when a he great said line. that. <laughs> uh, and the other one that I thought was just so silly, because it was like, what kind of fucking 12-year-old kid asks the governor for an autograph right at the end of the movie there when he when he like introduces that kid to yeah to his brother and everything and he's like oh governor donnelly could i get your autograph and it's like, like the fuck who do you think this guy is yeah it's like oh did you say governor donnelly oh i thought you said dan marino never mind i don't want your autograph <laughs> on my football yeah what the fuck who gets that <laughs> that was just silly also those kids at the wreck at the beginning had the most 90s haircuts on the yeah, planet that one fucking super mullet in the back <laughs> and then the one that was like the blonde kid from uh full house or not full house uh home, home improvement. improvement yeah yep. with the with the part in the middle and all that yeah mm-hmm. they were so fucking 90s it was hysterical yes was i love that david spade too david spade's hair looked like someone's mom <laughs> now you know yes. <laughs> with that haircut yes, and everything. exactly it was exactly. Just, it was that was really good uh i guess that's gonna have to do it for uh popcorn for dinner this week i'm jeff and kelly uh kill whitey